Give my hand clap of praise. This is Easter. I, I hesitate to give away the plot of our production today, but the tomb's empty. <laughs> he's alive and he's well, and because he lives, we have life too. I'm going to let you take a seat for just a moment. We have a baby dedication today. This couple's been waiting to get their baby dedicated for some time. Daddy can't get off. He has to work every Sunday, and this was the only Sunday he could get off. So Brian and Tracy Sloan, come on down. Give them a hand. And this is their, if you would, turn and face the audience so they can see that big baby boy. And that's, oh, you're going to look at me. Okay. This is, this is Nash Edward Sloan. He was born... January the 2nd of 2018, and we're so glad that he's come to give his heart to the Lord today. Amen. You say, well, how's that possible? Look, the Bible said, except you come as children, that you can't inherit the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus told them, he said, you suffer the children to come and don't forbid them because this is what heaven is like. It's those that have the heart of a child. Brian and Tracy have come to dedicate Nash today, and the truth is, is every parent knows and understands, or they need to, is that you can't truly dedicate your children to God until you've dedicated yourself to God, because children will always learn more from what they see than from what they hear. So if you would stretch your hands out toward them, Psalms, tells us that children are a heritage of the Lord. They're a gift from God. And in this action, Brian and Tracy are giving Nash back to the Lord today and asking him to care for them. Let's pray over this couple. Father, we just thank you today for Brian and Tracy. We pray your hand upon them, God. Let their house be filled with your presence. Let Nash always hear about your goodness from mom and dad. Let them be careful to never speak evil in front of him. 
Lord, to hide arguments for a bedroom and not a living room. Lord, to be able to never let the sun go down on their wrath so that this little boy will know that his house is filled with your love. I pray that you give them wisdom in his raising and give them understanding in his training. Today, fathers, we pray, can I hold you? Probably not. Can I hold you? No, okay. Everybody stretch your hand toward Nash. Father, we thank you for Nash today. Pray that your angels will protect and guide and keep him. Let him know that you're with him every day of his life and cause this young man to grow into a strong warrior for you. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise today. We're honored today, thank you. We're honored today to be able to present Nash with his very first Bible. So you all will have something to read to him every night. Give them another big hand. God bless you. Thank you. Welcome, Kat, as she comes today. Good morning. Good morning. We are so glad you are here. Welcome home and happy Easter. He has risen. We're so glad that you are here and that you call this home. Friends and family, people watching online, just know how grateful we are to have you spending Easter Sunday with us. Please make sure to um, come and see us at the Welcome Center in the lobby. We'd love to meet you. We have prayer partners that will be available after service. If you need prayer, please find us. Let us love you. Let's, let us welcome you to our church. We're glad that you're here. Um, before I, as the ushers come down and we prepare for the offering today, I just, it's been on my heart, um, a sacrifice, a first fruit, an offering of thanksgiving, an offering of service. God will honor that. The brokenness we bring to the altar, the first fruits that we give him, however you choose to give today, he will honor that. So will you join me as we pray over the offering? And just remember, you can give with us here physically. You can give online at the Welcome Center on the app. But however you give and what first fruits that you lay before him, he will honor and he will bless. So just join me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much, Father, for the gift of your son, for new life, for resurrection power. Jesus, for just the gift that is Easter Sunday. Lord, I thank you so much for the friends and the family and all, the congregation that's gathered here today to honor you. Lord, we just, we give you our first fruits and we ask that you multiply them, you bless them, that you send them throughout your kingdom to do your work. And we just thank you so much for the power of new life and resurrection healing. Jesus, thank you. We just lay these before you, Father. Bless this service, bless this message, and just put your anointing over our, our congregation in this service today. We thank you in your name, we pray. Amen. So just one quick announcement while we have you here today. Um, just a reminder that on Friday, we're going to be doing a community spring fest. It's going to be a fair uh, games festival. We're going to have snacks. We're going to have all sorts of fun. Uh, that is over at our Life Center um, in Murfreesboro. And that will be Friday from 5 to 7. So please mark your calendars. Check our social media. Uh, but we'd love to see you there. It is open to the community. Invite friends. Invite family. We'd love to have you join us. So at this time, would you please join me in welcoming Eddie Williams as he plays for us, I'd Rather Have Jesus.
I need help. Ah, there we go. Yes. Sometimes we need to ask for help. Huh? God is so good to us, isn't he? Amen. I want you to just listen very closely to the words of this song uh, that I'm about to sing. And uh, you'll recognize it, perhaps. But I, I am so grateful. And I think about what held him on the cross. I can't really imagine what it was like. We could never understand or imagine what Jesus went through when he was crucified. So listen closely to the words of this song, and I pray that it uh, resonates with you. And uh, as I sing this song, what held you on the cross? Oh, the pain 
Today, we're so glad that you joined us. You had a choice that you can make this morning. You had a choice of any number of churches that you could have gone to. And the truth is, is you had a choice not to go to church at all. But you chose to come here. It reminds me of someone else that you chose one day. When God created man... He had something in mind for man that was wonderful. But how many of you have ever failed before? Just The truth is, is that sometimes we understand failure better than we do success because we've visited so many times. We're not three chapters into the book of Genesis and man has failed. He sinned and turned against God, and God had pronounced a judgment on sin that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. And so God had a plan. God did not discard us. He did not throw us away. He didn't get rid of us. Instead, he chose to redeem us, and he had a plan. The Scripture said concerning Christ that he was a lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. And so they waited. There were heroes that came. There were the Samsons of the day. There was Daniel, and there were the three Hebrew children. But no one could redeem us from our sin. No one could save us. There were those that were throwing life jackets to us, but nobody could jump in after us because no one had the strength to pull us out of what we were in. Isaiah would look through a telescope of prophecy, and he would see one coming, and he spoke of him, the root of David. 
400 years would pass by. 400 years of silence from the close of the book of Malachi until a star would shine announcing that God had come. And those that heard of his arrival ignored it in Jerusalem, but there were others that came to see. And then for 33 years, it seemed like, or for 30 years, it seemed like that almost he's in an incubator and no one sees him. He's virtually unheard of. We see a visit to the temple when he's a young man, but it seems like his life is obscure until all of a sudden, the voice of one crying in the wilderness made an appearance to announce a life that changed the world. Repent! Be baptized for the remission of your sins. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The axe is already laid at the root of the tree. And any tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and cast into the fire. Live your lives to show that you've repented and turned to God. And you, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Who are you calling a viper? Who are you? You the Christ? No, I am not the Christ. Then are you that prophet or Elijah? No, I am not. Then who are you? And under what authority are you baptizing? I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare you the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. I have decided. So he came. All those years that man had waited were climaxed in his arrival. Think of it. Captured by our sin, destined to fail, destined to fall, and yet somehow he rescued us. Everyone wants to be rescued, don't they? 
damsels and stone towers long for a Prince Charming to come riding in. But those are fairy tales. But this was no fairy tale. This was a God that loved us so much that he refused to give up on us. Many words have been used to describe him. Holy. Who could stand in the presence of a holy God? Righteous. For there is no fault in him, no blemish in him. But the word that we tend to use to describe him in our vernacular is awesome because our God is an awesome God. Respecting every aspect and special curse of the man and God bless anything tested. Notice that Jesus Christ said, I miss every time. No, all the must all the crew. Remember, so the end of no for Jesus Christ. Lift them high. I'm not here for Christ. Bust the place. Bust the place. No, no, no. Mercy. Yeah. This song right here is dedicated to all my people that felt like giving up and you didn't think you were going to make it. Bless them all the time. Check it out, y'all.
Awesome. But sometimes we feel like we're insufficient and we're not enough, but it's not about us, it's about Him. And He's awesome. Sin has managed to leave its mark on all of mankind in some form or another. We all know what guilt feels like. We understand disappointments and letdowns and dreams shattered. For we've all felt the sting of it. Paul said it one time this way. He said, those things that I want to do, I, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. So I found a law present that when I would do good, evil was present with me. We couldn't free ourselves from the grip of sin. We could not free ourselves from the sting of death. As a matter of fact, sometimes we felt so captured, so imprisoned, that we're not even sure who we are anymore. Such was the case of a man that was found in tombs. Jesus asked him his name, but he couldn't answer for himself. And so instead, the devil answered for him and said, my name is Legion, for we are many. But what the devil wasn't prepared for was that the person asking his name was no ordinary man. <laughs> he was the one that had spoke the stars in the space. And so it is written of him that whom the Son is set free is free indeed.
It's a word that we all hear, a nation build it on it, but do we really understand it? Are there many people that walk around that aren't free? But that's what he came to do, was set the captive free. He became known as many things. He was known as the sea walker. He was called the Sweet Rose of Sharon. And people followed him. Some followed him just because of the loaves and the fish, but there were others that followed him because of the miracles. Because he truly was a miracle worker. They'd never seen it happen like this. They'd never known this type of power among them. And he wasn't a braggart. He didn't declare himself and those that he healed he said don't tell anyone uh, but you can't keep something like that quiet and those that were set free you know sometimes we really don't understand just how much he loves us and in spite of where we've been and what we've done that he's there to reach for us and change our lives when others judge us and condemn us he steps up to the plate for us and says I'm going to take your sin on my shoulders 
so he gave himself for us to be free. Perhaps no one knew that any more than a woman that had been caught in adultery. You're never going to do this again, you adulterous. Get down there. Oh, did you see what he did to her? He threw her. Master, we caught this woman in adultery. Taken in the very act. The law of Moses says she is to die by stone. Watch your answer. What's he doing? Writing in the sand. I asked you a question. Answer me. You who are without sin, cast the first stone. What are you doing? What are you doing? Get back here, pick your stones up. Get back here, you cowards. Woman, where are your accusers? I, I have none, Lord. And neither do I condemn thee. What? Go, sin no more. I'm free. Forgiveness. I'm free.
Because the law could never save you the law just kept pushing sin forward so they didn't know what to do with Jesus but the multitude loved him they came from all over even a soldier spoke one time and he was sent to apprehend Jesus to arrest him and he came back empty and when those that sent him demanded an answer the soldier simply looked at him and said never a man spake like this man spake he spoke hope. He spoke help, and not just like a teacher, but one that had authority. And his followers believed. They believed he had authority. That's why Mary and Martha were so despondent and confused when he didn't come. Their brother was sick. And they didn't send a courier saying, you've got to come quick, our brother's sick. They responded to his compassionate heart. And they said, Lord, the one you love is sick. He knew. They knew that he loved him. And when he didn't show up, they just couldn't understand. Jesus, he did not come. 
They wondered why the death watch was over, buried for days. Somebody said he'll soon be the Lord's on his way. Martha ran to him and then she cried. Lord, if you'd been here, you could have healed him. He'd still be alive. But you're four days late. Lazarus, come forth! And somebody said, He's alive! time when you need him most he has a habit of showing up 
He said, ask and you'll find, or seek and you'll find. Ask and it will be given. Knock and it'll be open to you. But here's the question. We understand that when we're in trouble, he comes. But what happens when he's in trouble? Who would be there to rescue him? For he was getting ready to enter into his passion. His greatest trials, his greatest fears were before him. Gethsemane. It's an olive press, a, a place where olives are crushed by a stone. And as a stone crushes the olive, it releases a fragrant oil. That's what he was coming to his night in Gethsemane. In that place, the Scripture recorded that the sweat came as great drops of blood. That's not a figure of speech. And science has discovered that a person can be experiencing so much stress and anxiety that it causes the capillaries in their blood system to burst to rupture and they literally secrete blood through the sweat glands of their body he didn't want to drink the cup but he couldn't turn it away when he understood that this cup was for you My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Please tarry here and pray with me.
Wake up. Arise. Wake up. The Son of Man has been betrayed into the hands of sinners. Greetings, Rabbi. Betrayest thou me with a kiss, Judas? Who is it that you seek? Jesus of Nazareth. I am he! Seize him! supposed to happen like this. I betrayed an innocent man. I have to make this right. I've got to make this right. Why are you here? What do you want? Is any man truly innocent? That's hardly our problem. Now leave my presence.
little town of Jerusalem looks like another silent night. The Father gave his only son the way, the truth, the light had come, but there was no room for him in this world he came to save. Jerusalem, what have you missed while you were sleeping? The Savior of the world is dying on your cross today. Jerusalem, will you go down in history as a city with no room for its king while you were sleeping? of America looks like another silent night As we're sung to sleep by philosophies that save the trees and kill the children And while we're lying in the dark there's a shout with no room for its king will we be sleeping will we be sleeping United States of America looks like another silent Bethlehem, look what you missed while you were sleeping. The wise men came and announced his arrival. We've seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When they heard it, said they were troubled, and no one went. No one even went to look for a Messiah that had been promised. All the prophecies, all, all the longing, all the desire. And he came to his own. They received him not. They didn't go look. And the children 
of the men and women that did not go looking for him or if you will that ignored him are the very ones that ended up crucifying him when he showed up in the streets of Jerusalem religious leaders those that should have hailed him the most celebrated his arrival were the ones that disdained him that wanted nothing to do with him because they were sleeping it's sad what we miss while we're sleeping I made a trip to Alaska so much wanted to see the northern lights and I looked at 10 o'clock and 11 and 12 and they didn't come and I went to sleep. And about 1.30, they began to glimmer. But I was sleeping. So here we are today. In our Pledge of Allegiance, we state that we are one nation under God. Why is it that we run so far from Him? Will we be caught sleeping when he returns? It's not that we don't know him or don't know of him. Maybe it's just that we've never embraced him, that we've never fully understood the price he paid, what it cost him to set us free. Remember, there's a thin line between those who ignore him and those who crucify him.
este día en Jerusalén los alanos le abran paso a Jesús mas la gente se acercaba para ver a que llevaba que ya He said, it is finished. I understand fully that I'm the one that should have been hanging there. That it was my sin. But if I had been hanging there, it would have done nothing for you. Because you would have to hang right beside me. Think of it. A God that loves us so much that he would rather die for us than live without us. So he gave his only begotten son. No, he, he could have stopped it. He said, don't you know that I could call for more than 12 legions of angels and they would come and bear me from this place? Nails didn't hold him there. Soldiers didn't keep him there. His love for you and me, that's what kept him there. And this day across the world is celebrated. That's why we call it a life that changed the world. For where he entered the world, the timeline 
is distinguished by that life B.C., before Christ, A.D., after his death. Oh, I understand that now they're trying to change that. But it'll never change what he did. It'll never change his love. And so right now in this place, let me ask you a question. I don't need to ask how much he loves you. I know that. You saw that. The question is, is, do you love him enough to say yes? No more trying to have one foot in one place and one in the other. When it came to you, he gave all he had today. I want to do the same for him. So if you're in this place today and you say, Pastor, I, I want to set my life right with him. I, I want to change. I never knew how much he loved me. I never realized how much he gave. I wonder if you would pray this simple prayer with me right now. Those of you that have already committed your life to God, if you would, pray this in support of others. Father, I come to you now and ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I'm so sorry for what it cost you. When I see Calvary, I'm reminded of how much you loved me. Today, I love you. I ask you into my heart and right now in this place, I claim you as my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise in this house today. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it from your heart, there are angels that are rejoicing right now. Your name's been written into his book of life. I know we try and make it difficult. It's because we want to feel like we had something to do with it. He's the one that paid the price. We're the one that received the gift. <laughs> For by grace are you saved. Not by works, lest any man should boast. It's the gift of God. Say, but pastor, what, what a horrendous death. What, I understand that. And I understand that what we saw is forever etched in history and in my mind and heart. And they walked away from there that day brokenhearted. They, all their hopes seemed to be gone. They thought surely he was the one. And, and now they're not certain. It seemed like things were such in an uproar and some were confused. But there's one thing that you have to understand. That that was Friday. 
Sunday was coming. (laughs) And with the dawn of that day, the father didn't turn his face away. This time, he reached out a hand and declared, Arise, my love. Get one. 
the gates and doors were barred and all the windows fastened down. I spent the night in sleeplessness and rose at every sound, half in hopeless sorrow, half in fear the day would find the soldiers breaking through to drag us all away. Then just before the sunrise, I heard something at the wall. The gate began to rattle, and a voice began to call. I hurried to the window, I looked down into the street, expecting swords and torches and the sound of soldiers' feet. But there was no one there but Mary, so I went down to let her in. And John stood there beside me as she told us where she'd been. She said, they've moved him in the night and none of us knows where. Oh, the stone's been rolled away and now his body isn't there. So we both ran to the garden, then John ran on ahead. And we found the stone, an empty tomb, just the way that Mary said. But the winding sheet they'd wrapped him in was just an empty shell. And how or where they'd taken him was more than I could tell. Oh, something strange had happened there, just what I did not know. John believed a miracle. But I just turned to go. Circumstance and speculation couldn't lift me very high. Cause I'd seen them crucify him. And then I saw him die. Back inside the house again, the guilt and anguish came. Everything I promised him just added to my shame. When at last it came to choices, I didn't his name so even if he was alive it could never be the same then suddenly the air was filled with a strange and sweet perfume light that came from everywhere drove shadows from the room then Jesus stood before me with his arms held open wide and I fell down on my knees Clung to him and cried. Oh, but then he raised me to my feet, and as I looked into his eyes, love was shining out from him like sunlight from the skies. Guilt and my confusion disappeared in sweet release. Oh, and every fear I'd ever had just melted into peace.
but the grave could not contain you for you Sunday. The tomb is empty and he is and always will be the lion of the tribe of Judah and today we say let the lion roar. So let him roar inside your heart. Let him roar in your life and let him order every step that you take because you have something that everyone longs for. And that's to know that when you lay your head on a pillow tonight, that there's someone that watches over you and death itself cannot rob you from the presence of God. Let's give them, come on out here guys, come on out. Let's give them a great big hand. All the singers, the actors, the musicians, most importantly, let's give Jesus one more great big hand clap of praise. Thank you for joining us this Easter Sunday. You go with a smile on your face because you've got Jesus in your heart. God bless you. I hope to see you next week.